Don't let nobody tell you what you can be and what you cannot do. You know, people told me I can't make free throws. I made my free throws tonight, and I'm a freaking champion. I made them and I'm supposed to make them. I'm joking. Um, actually, I'm not. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. I feel like I should have updated that intro later in the week. I made that Giannis intro on, was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Because that was the one-year anniversary of the Bucks winning the title. It was cool, and we did some reminiscing and played some Mike Breen audio. More Middleton magic! That was from Game 5, but still. I think his call in Game 6 was, Chris Middleton, another clutch shot in these playoffs! So we that on Wednesday, right? I Whatever, it's the All-Star break. What else am I going to put in the intro? It's not like I can put Craig Council audio or Brewers getting some big hit. But yeah, if you missed maybe some shows earlier this week, the intro is Giannis. Still the uh, one-year anniversary this week of the Bucks winning the title. Had a couple of Snapchat memories, a couple of pictures and videos that were taken of me at bars, uh, 3rd Street, downtown La Crosse. Maybe remember that. Maybe not. A big week for the Bucks. A big week for me, not to make this about me. Uh, I haven't spent enough time this week talking about this on not only my show, but Evo's show and Bill's show on... Tuesday and Bill's show today. I am going to see Jimmy Buffett tomorrow. Um, You guys, you're lucky that I don't have a friend that works in Wisconsin media who loves Buffett and knows as much Buffett as I do. Because if I did, they would be on the show today and we would be talking about Jimmy Buffett for a half hour. You You think Justin Garcia and I talking for 10 minutes about the Grateful Dead, you think that's intolerable? Oh, I'm going to a Buffett concert tomorrow with the big unit? And it's the all-star break, so there's nothing to talk about anyways. Oh, <laughs> you guys are lucky. You're lucky I don't have a, a media friend who's really into Buffett. I actually pondered having my dad on. Oh, I don't know what we would have talked about. We would just agreed we like all the same Buffett songs because they're all good. I tweeted a, a link to a song earlier today because it is Friday. It's Fins Up Friday on the Wisco Sports Show. I tweet a song every week. Normally, no one likes it, but that's fine. It's not for the clout. Um... <laughs> I tweeted the song, Quietly Making Noise, Fruitcakes, really zany album, wacky, fun, very good song. And my dad was the only one who interacted with the tweet, and he quoted the lyric, glass packs on a hot Mustang, Telecaster with a twang. Great lyric. Poet, Jimmy Buffett. Uh, We won't talk about Jimmy at all, unless you want to call in and do it. I don't have a friend to bring on the show to talk about Buffett, so you uh, you are relieved and excused from the Jimmy Buffett content. This week, I say that I've only mentioned this concert, what, a dozen times throughout the week. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Happy Friday. We made it. We did it. Yes. Hope your weekend is getting off to a good start. We're going to talk Brewers tonight. Absolutely. Brewers made big news about an hour ago. I don't know if you saw this, but the move we have all been waiting for. Oh, this is a big deal. Brewers have signed left-handed reliever Jake McGee to a major league deal. Uh, McGee has been having such a successful season that he was actually outright released by the Giants on July 14th. He was actually too good. So the Giants got rid of him, which is why the Brewers are scrambling to get this guy. You know, the Cardinals, they're in trade rumors to get Juan Soto, even though they have Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. Uh, the Brewers, you know, they're, we're, we're a smart team. You know, we, we like good value for our, our dollars and cents. So we're going to pick up a guy I've never heard of. Oh, he's really good last year though. Okay, great. Um, so was Omar Narvaez. And if we count two years ago, so was Christian Yelich. Um, 
ifs and buts, candy and nuts, something about that. But congratulations to the Brewers, something to celebrate. Jake McGee, we're actually having his college coach on in the second hour to talk about. No, uh, we're not. Uh, But I do want to talk about the Brewers. To get back to my original point, I do want to talk about the Brewers uh, and some potential trades that aren't Juan Soto. We've been kicking around Juan Soto as a trade possibility because it's fun and because it's in the news and it's a slow news week, right? So we're talking about Juan Soto. But probably not the most realistic trade. There are other trades that are very doable. One involving the Oakland Athletics. Ben Kenny and I talked about it earlier this afternoon on Bill's show. So I want to talk about that in about 15 and 20 minutes. I want to talk Packers, BS about some of the rookies that are reporting to camp. I have a couple of takes that I workshopped on the afternoon show today. I've honed them, perfected them, sharpened them. Uh, and now I, you, get the, you get the final draft on tonight's show. So I want to do some Packers stuff in the second half of the show. 608-796-2558. I want to start the show with something a little different tonight. So consider all the things that have happened this week, okay? We have the Home Run Derby, the All-Star Game, uh, I guess, oh, geez, Summer League's done. Is that it? Is it really? The All-Star Game, the Home Run Derby, and the ESPYs. The ESPYs was the other night. And I only watched like 20 minutes of it or whatever. But I thought, hey, nothing going on this week. We could, we could, like, deep dive the seventh round of the Packers draft. We could do that, but we could also do that next week. This is the week of the ESPYs. What if, what if we had our own awards show on this show, and we call it the Whiskies? I know that sounds like the drink, but that also kind of makes it funny. So I thought I'd write a little opening monologue like I was hosting the Whiskies, although who else would host it? I'm the only one, the only one in this room in here. You hear that? Yeah, it's empty room. It's just me. Um, I wrote a monologue today as if I were the host of the show. And I, uh, I got some audio to play with. I think it's going to be fun. I had a professor in college, funny, funny woman. Uh, she would always come into the room and we'd talk about radio. Radio's theater of the mind. Anyone ever told you that? Oh, God. She'd write it on every paper she handed out. I mean, it was, it was written on her forehead, basically. Radio is theater of the mind, she would say. And I believe that to be true. So we're going to do some theater of the mind. And in honor of the ESPYs being this week, uh, I have prepared an opening monologue as if I am hosting this fictional awards show called The Whiskies. Uh, So sit back and enjoy. And if this is the worst thing in the world to you, don't worry. We're going to talk brewers in 15 minutes. Welcome to the 2022 Whiskey Awards. Now, your host, Grant Bills. Mm. Yep. Good evening. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. The first annual, the inaugural, the first ever Whiskey Awards, ladies and gentlemen. We are here in the something or other, the Wisco Sports Show Auditorium. Yep. It's good to be here. The first ever. It's a pleasure to be selected to host. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. I see the who's who of Wisconsin media is here. I believe even Zach Heilprin. See that man in the back? Yep, Zach. Good stuff. Uh, glad he could stop by. He's headed to uh, Big Ten Media Days next week with Ben Kenny. If you missed that uh, that portion of the Bill Michaels show, we talked about their, their road tripping uh, and Zach Heilprin into true crime. Didn't know that. Yep, Zach is here. Uh, I see Ben Kenny over in the corner. Ebo, look at Ebo. He was up early. Yep, give it up for Ebo. Mm. In the front row. Glad everyone is here. Yep, it's a pleasure. Please, thank you. Thank you. 
so the All-Star break this week, yeah, um, not a lot going on. It's regarded by most as the most boring week of the uh, of the sports calendar. Not what I sign up for when I want to do sports talk. You know, I don't want boring. I didn't sign up for boring. You know, I like talking about a big Packer game, big Bucks playoff run, a Brewers pennant chase. You know, uh, I didn't sign up for boring. If I wanted boring, I would just give Mike Clements a call and let him talk about the six-string tight end for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> love Mike. I kid. Um, in, in 100% serious, I do love Mike. And honestly, I would love to talk about the sixth string tight end with him. Uh, it's just a joke. Just a joke. Just a joke. Yep. Mike Clements. We all love Mike. Let's give Mike Clements a hand. Yep. We're going to be hearing a lot from him starting in a few weeks. Look forward to that. Boots on the ground in Green Bay. Boots on the ground. Green Bay. Mike Clements. We appreciate him. Uh, like I said, got to give a shout out to the coworkers who are here tonight. Ben Kenny. Zach, Dan Casper up from Eau Claire. Thank you for making the trip, Dan. Yeah, give Dan a, Dan a round of applause. A little love for our affiliate up in Eau Claire. Sports Talk 105.1. And shout out to the big unit, Bill Michaels. Give him a hand, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, that's Bill Michaels. And you know what? While we're at it, shout out uh, Shout out Quick Trip. Uh, shout out Quick Trip. Big, big sponsor of the Bill Michaels Show. Uh, and you hear him all over the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, if you live in La Crosse, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you got to get down to the brand new store on Ward Ave. Have you been there? Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's huge. Oh, it's beautiful. And actually, they are encouraging people to get down there to see the new store. They got some self-checkout, new food and drink options. Absolutely. And they want you to come visit so badly that they're offering 10 cents off a gallon of gas at that location. Yeah. Pretty nuts, right? I know this. Because cheap-ass Mark Atanasio brought all four of his cars across the state to fill them all up last week. Yeah. Saw that guy. The pump. Cheap-ass. Buy a shortstop. Stop worrying about saving money on gas. Classic Mark. Yeah. Classic Mark. Yeah. Packers training camp rapidly approaching. We're all excited. Rookies reporting this week. Yeah. Give it up for Packers. Yeah. Rookies in town. Uh, schedule release few months back now. now we've known the schedule but i don't think it's really official until uh, fleet farm starts giving away their uh their fridge magnets uh which i believe was in the last couple of weeks i saw my dad post a picture on uh social media got one at the um menominee fleet farm great fleet farm yeah give it up for uh for fleet farm they don't sponsor the show but they could so this is if anyone from fleet farms listening this is what it could sound like we don't do fake award shows every day just once a year it's the whiskeys uh however you know between the official schedule release and uh you know, the fridge magnets. It can't be for sure that those schedules are for sure. I, I can't know that that is the actual schedule. We probably should give Brett and lacrosse a call so he can get the latest from his Green Bay insider. And by insider, I mean his cousin who lives there. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> Not really an insider, Brett. He just, he just lives in Green Bay. Yep. Yeah, shout out to Brett and his cousin who lives in Green Bay. Hey, uh, congrats to Kyler Murray this week. Mm-hmm. Short guy. Love to see short guys win. Five years, $230 million, about 160 guaranteed. Love that for Kyler. Love that for his family. Now, $46 million annually, uh, so 46 per, which is a little surprising to me coming off his uh, horrendous playoff game last January. We remember, remember him throwing the pick six on the goal line? Yeah, I know, I know. Take it easy on Kyler. He just got paid. Take it easy on the guy. Now, Kyler Murray's going to have plenty of chances in the next decade, let's say, uh, to make up for it in the playoffs. And uh, and who knows? You know, if he keeps it up, 
and he keeps losing in the playoffs for the next decade, he'll get to be the highest paid quarterback. I mean, it's it's a strategy that's worked out for Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah. Just lose for the next 10 years, Kyler. I'll get you paid. You want $50 million a year? You're going to have to lose in a lot more playoff games before you get there, buddy. The first one is... Uh, <laughs> First one will get you one contract. If you want to make $50 million a year, you're going to have to lose some more playoff games. Uh, in all seriousness, no. Congrats to Kyler Murray. I know the steal is going to set him up for life. and It doesn't make much sense for the Cardinals. You know, $230 million bucks for a guy who comes up short, <laughs> uh, literally and figuratively, in the playoffs. doesn't make sense. The deal doesn't make sense. Reminds me of a call from Eric on I-90. Yeah. <laughs> Rambling about whatever. Yeah, I know. Calls never make much sense. I love them. I do. Uh, not saying they make sense, but I I do love them. Uh, if you've been listening this week, I already mentioned it once on the show tonight. I, I'm sure you've heard. Bill Michaels, stand-up guy. Yep, got me tickets to see Jimmy Buffett. We're all very excited. My guy. Big, big parrot head guy right here. The Wisco Sports Show. Uh, you know, he's playing Alpine Valley on Saturday. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of people won't go to Alpine Valley these days. Long lines. Uh, old sound system. Fans don't like going there because they can't set up the big screens and everything is outdated. The sound system uh, sounds like crap. I mean, who services the speakers at Alpine Valley? Is it the same guy that sold Daryl his phone? You ever, li- <laughs> you ever listen to Daryl's phone calls? I mean, I love him. It's great content, but I he's got a megaphone into the... That's what every Daryl call sounds like, yeah. Love Daryl. Love his calls. Mike Clements, Eric on I-90. You know, before we wrap up this uh, this little monologue here, well, what about our brewers? Let's hear for the brewers. Our boys in brew, as I'm going to start saying, thought of that today. I think it's pretty clever. Yep, thank you. Thank you. You ever notice how uh, Craig Council this season, Craig Council, our guy, almost winning his pitcher in brewers history now, you notice he's letting his starters pitch a little bit deeper into games this year. Yeah, I know our uh, our guy Ebo. Yep, our guy Ebo in the morning yelling about generations and you know, pitchers used to pitch deep into games, whatever, you know. Yeah, Craig Council's letting them go deeper into games this year. Pretty liberal approach. Even more liberal than our buddy Bart Winkler. Yeah, Winks thinks on Twitter. Talk about a lib. <laughs> Sorry, Bart. Play into the crowd. Come on, Bart. Take it easy. Uh, and finally, uh, one last thing on the Brewers. We got to turn it over, take a break. Uh, remember last Saturday? The Bach game. Yeah, boo. I didn't save a boo. Should have saved a boo. I'm going to write that down for next year. Yeah, uh, Bach. Bach game. Bocking in the, the winning run. Yandel Gustave. Going to remember a game like that for uh, for a while. For a long time. You know, I get a missing ball and strike call here and there. I mean, that's got to be tough. I, I get it. But that ump was looking for something that wasn't there when he called that Bach. I mean, it's like he was... He was looking for... I mean, it might as well have been a blind guy out there. Maybe a blind guy would have been better in that scenario. You know, maybe if David Monona wasn't so busy calling our shows on all our network, maybe we could roll roll him out there. Come on. A blind joke? That's what we're gonna end with? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna make fun of the blind man. Yeah. Well, we got a great show uh in front of you. Actually, I'm not sure how the show's gonna go because I spent all of my free time today planning this first 10 minutes. Uh, I know we're gonna talk about the Brewers. We're gonna get into the Packers in the second half of the show as well. It's been a pleasure and a privilege being the host of the first annual whiskeys. If this doesn't get me fired, then maybe we'll try it again next year. Uh, maybe we'll get someone new to host. Maybe we'll get Zach Heilprin in studio. Shirt and tie. Get his tux on. <laughs> we gotta let this segment end. Wisco Sports Show back in three minutes. We'll talk brewers, I promise.
This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. This is a serious sports talk show. Swear to God, swear to God it is. Did you enjoy the first annual Whiskey Awards? Yeah, we actually didn't give out any awards. Uh, I just wanted to write a monologue. I got a tweet here from RJ. So it's not going to lie, I can't wait for the 2023 whiskeys. Honestly enjoyed that. Every Friday of MLB All-Star Week moving forward, book it. Uh, yeah, rem- someone set a reminder because I'm going to forget. Although, although, I don't forget Neil Diamond Week. So if I can remember Neil Diamond Week, I can probably remember that the whiskeys are the Friday of the All-Star break. I think I can remember that. Uh, I got a bunch of texts here. Jared and DeForest. Uh, I got a text from... Well, I don't have a name with this one. And a text from Rockin' Rick. And all of them just sent Brewers takes. They may or may not be listening. Uh, and if they are, they don't care enough to comment on my fake awards show. Radio is theater of the mind. That's what I was told in college. And guess what? It's the all-star break. We don't have real Brewer games to talk about. We need a little need a little theater. Uh, so I, I hope that you enjoyed. And if you didn't, well, guess what? It's over. And we're going to talk about the Brewers now. First, we're going to go to the phone. 608-796-2558. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Uh, this is Jacob. Jacob, what's going on? Oh, not too much. I'm hanging with my, with my pal Kent here right now. Um, yeah, we're looking at, we're looking for the name of that concert in Milwaukee. The the name of the concert? Yeah. That I'm going to the Jimmy Buffett concert? Is it the Jimmy Buffett? Okay, that's exactly what we're looking for. All right. Anything else I can do for you? Anyway. Oh, hey. I mean, go Brewers. Go Bre- Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Jacob. Go yeah, Brewers. Right on. Any, All, right. Uh, All right. I appreciate it. All right. Well, I appreciate you. Yep, thank you for the... T- Okay. Um. <laughs> what, do, what do I? How do I? How do I go? <laughs> Play me off. <laughs> yes, I believe it. His uh, it's his 2022 Life on the Flip Side tour. I believe it's at Alpine Valley. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, look, look it up. Uh, but thank you for the call, Jacob. Six zero eight seven nine six two five five eight, and your buddy Kent as well. Godspeed if you decide to make your way down tomorrow. Uh, look, look for me. I'll be mooching off the big units RV party. Uh, I'm just gonna try to sneak a sneak a brat. You know, can I grab one? Grab one of those off the grill really quick. Mega chips. So that's where uh, you will find me tomorrow, Jacob and Kent. Hope it works out. Anyways, the Brewers. Uh, I want to talk about something Ben Kenny brought up on the Bill Michael Show earlier today. Ben Kenny's actually been saying this for weeks. Frankie Montas and Ramon Laureano to the Brewers from the Oakland A's. Center fielder, starting pitcher. And originally, when he first presented this idea to me, I think it was a couple weeks ago, I said, Ben, why do we need starting pitching? We need starting pitching. What are you doing? We have Woodruff, Burns, Peralta, Ashby, Lauser, Howard, somebody in there. I mean, there's, there's four studs right there. We're wasting trade capital if we go add another starter and his time has passed. And, you know, now I'm a little older, a little wiser since the first couple, you know, weeks when he was bringing this up, I actually like this idea a lot. Let's start with Ramon Laureano. Okay. Play center field, 
Milwaukee's gotten almost nothing from their center field position. Lorenzo Cain, I don't even think he wanted to play this year. Okay, retire, go have fun with your family, whatever. Tyrone Taylor was hot in stretches, but mostly average, and he's been hurt, although reinstated off the concussion list today. Seven-day concussion list. I feel like he's been out for a month, but I guess it's only seven days. And uh, Jonathan Davis, who's a nice mid-season story, but then again, so is Nate Orff, and so was Travis Shaw in 2021, early last year, you know. There's a tweet from MLB Leaks today that reported that the Brewers are a favorite to land Loriano. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's sourced, but it was tweeted, so we're going to run with it. I like a Loriano deal over Josh Bell, who we talked about earlier today as well, or Andrew Benintendi for a few reasons. I like the money more. I'm not trying to save Mark Atanasio money, but it's a significant $8 million difference for a player I think is really comparable. So I'll save $8 million bucks. I can put that elsewhere. Team control, a lot better with Loriano. He's under contract until 2025. Josh Bell is a rental. That 2025 unrestricted free agency year fits the Brewers' window a lot better. So they get Loriano in here, and they could have him for the next couple of seasons as they try to contend. You're also buying low. Loriano's numbers are down a lot this year. Now, his average on balls in play, batted balls, is pretty low, which means if he can just keep putting the ball in play, eliminate strikeouts as much as possible, I think his second half is going to be a lot better than his first half based on the law of large numbers. And I prefer that to Andrew Benintendi, who has a sky-high batting average right now. Now, not much production, not much power, but I guess his batting average is high, and we're all going goo-goo-gaga for batting average now because Brewers don't have any. But Andrew Benintendi, I don't think he's going to continue to play this well in the second half. So the Brewers could buy low on Loriano, where they'd be buying high or renting and overpaying, I believe, for Josh Bell. So I like Loriano. The other reason I like the idea of targeting Loriano and targeting the A's, I think Stearns could tack on other players into this deal, like Frankie Montas. I like the idea of bringing in another starter. We can talk about that in a few minutes. If we go after Ramon Laureano, if Stearns calls up, uh, uh, who's the GM in Oakland? Can't remember his name. David Lee something, I believe. David Lee Roth, not that one, the other one. Um, <laughs> David Stearns calls him up and says, hey, we really want Ramon Laureano, okay? Here's our starting point. Let's finagle here let's finesse let's let's haggle back and forth i don't know if any of those words are appropriate but let's do the thing let's go back and forth let's play a little phone tag let's flirt you ask for more i ask for less and eventually we settle and when david stearns is 85 percent of the way there 90 percent of the way there to landing ramon loriano throw in a curveball and say you know what we want frankie montas to and at this point the oakland gm will go oh what? We've been working on this deal. Like, wh- where did this come from? Right? Think of when you're shopping on Amazon and you click checkout and it does that sneaky move where it's like, people who bought this item also bought this. And it tries to get you to, to buy, like, I don't know, if you're buying a bag of cat food, it's like, hey, this cat tower is pretty bitching and it's only 85 cents and it'll be there by Wednesday. It's like, oh, I don't know. Do I need a new cat tower? Why am I even buying cat food? I don't have a cat. I don't know. But Amazon gets you to add on and buy these extra things because it convinces you, hey, if you're buying this, you should probably also buy this. David Stearns has got to do that to the A's. Well, we want Ramon Laureano, negotiate, let's get invested, let's spend some time on this deal, and then when we're getting close to the finish line, we're going to throw a curveball. I also want Frankie Montas. And my hope and my belief is that the A's, who are trying to be so bad that they move, and they're doing a pretty good job, would also want to get rid of Frankie Montas, who's got some team control, solid starter, 
Maybe you could convince the A's brass to throw in Frankie Montas. It's going to cost a little bit more, but that's fine. That's fine. I'll pay a little bit more. He's a good player. Right? Think about what another starter would do on this Brewers team. Not even for the starting pitching. Okay, let's think about it this way. We're going into the playoffs. Let's assume everybody's healthy. So we have at our disposal Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Frankie Montas, Freddie Peralta, Aaron Ashby, Eric Lauer, Adrian Hauser. Seven arms that we really, really like. Who knows? Maybe Ethan Small is in the mix at this point, too. The Brewers could go into a playoff series with a four-man rotation of Woodruff, Burns, Montas, Eric Lauer. You could move Freddie Peralta, who should be fresh coming off of the break, into a high-leverage reliever role. You could move Lauser into a middle relief role as well, and Aaron Ashby. Well, now all of a sudden, we don't need to add relief pitching. We have Boxberger, Williams, and Hayter, and if I can ride Burns, Woodruff, Montas, and maybe Eric Lauer, who looked really good in his last start, if I can ride those guys six or seven innings guaranteed, well, why do I need another high-leverage reliever? Boxberger, Williams, Hayter, baby. And Freddie Peralta to eat up anything in the middle? Eric Lauer or uh, Adrian Hauser if a game gets out of hand? Aaron Ashby if, if he's feeling himself and in a good place? Ethan Small, much of the same? Woo-hoo-hoo! So we could kill two birds with one stone, or as I like to say, get two birds stoned at once. You get Montas and Loriano. Frankie Montas solves your relief pitching problem. Ramon Loriano starts to solve your offense problem. You can double dip on a team that wants to get rid of good players, wants to shed payroll. It's very smart. It's what the Dodgers did to the Nationals a couple of years ago when they traded for Max Scherzer and somehow Trey Turner got thrown into the deal. I bet the Dodgers went something along these lines. It's like, all right, we want Scherzer. Let's hash it out. Let's sit down. Bing, bang, boom, doing paperwork. They're sending proposals back and forth. They get the Nationals really invested, get their eyes going goo goo gaga over some prospects. And then when you're nearing the finish line, you say, ah, we want Trey Turner too. And the Nationals are caught flat-footed. They're caught off guard. Well, what is this? Well, uh, this is a, a wrench thrown in the wheel. Now we're off balance. We are in a position of weakness from a negotiating standpoint. And now all of a sudden they're giving up one of the top leadoff hitters, power hitting leadoff guys in the league with Scherzer. Why? I don't know, but it happened. Nationals, they're cheap. They want to get rid of good players. The A's are much of the same. So if you go for Ramon Laureano, then you tag in Frankie Montas towards the end, solidifies your rotation, Further stacks your bullpen, eliminating the need to pay a premium for some team's high-leverage reliever that really isn't all that good. They're just having a great year, and that bad team is looking to capitalize by getting some team to overpay for the guy. Brewers won't have to do that, and you're free then to pursue other avenues. Loriano's not that expensive, and he's under team control. Frankie Montas, much of the same. Not the case for Josh Bell or Andrew Benintendi. This is the deal. I love this deal. We should try to make this deal happen. David Stearns. 608-796-2558. 608-796-2558. A couple of texts here from Rock and Rick. Rock and Rick, appreciate you. And a nice call, the Bill Michaels show today, Rock and Rick. Uh, we got a text here. Again, I don't have your name, but you can follow up if you'd like a name. Uh, regarding the Brewers hitting, uh, didn't they hire two hitting coaches this offseason? That plan really worked. Yeah, I don't think this is a hitting coach problem. Uh, poor Andy Haynes. Josh and Menominee uh, definitely booked the 2023 whiskeys for the Friday of the All-Star break. Great tease yesterday. Made sure I was in my chair before 4 p.m. to listen. That's what we like. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate the text. Jared in DeForest. Uh, we as Brewers fans have a lot to root for, a lot to hope for. This team is in first place 
and has all the opportunities in front of them to improve. We will likely add one or two bats, get Peralta back in the lineup, and a pool of guys who can progress to their average play. I'm thinking Wong, Narvaez, and or Yelich will pick up from here. I love our chances to get hot at the right time. Uh, Jared, wow. I love our chances as well after reading your text. says, I did find your whiskey show a fun way to start the show. You have my vote to make it a yearly thing. Okay, cool. Uh, we got some texts on the whiskeys, mostly because I think I... <laughs> I think I bullied people into texting in about it. Whoops. Uh, yeah, let's take a break. Play me off, seeing I have the playoff music. Uh, let's talk more Brewers coming up next. I want to complain about the Cardinals. We all love to do that, so join me. We're back in five minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, I'm going to be honest, I still can't get over that call that I got from Jacob and his friend Kent. Um, I was talking about going to Jimmy Buffett tomorrow, and he called in and goes, what is the name of the concert you're going to? Um, I'm like, well, it's the Jimmy, it's the, it's the Jimmy Buffett. What is this supposed to have a name? Like, oh, tomorrow I'm going to see Jimmy Buffett, Electric Boogaloo. Like, no, it's just. I can't get that out of my head, and it's gonna it's it's gonna derail the rest of the show. I won't let it. I won't let it. <laughs> Find me on Twitter. My name is Grant Phillips. My handle is at Wisco Grant. You can text and call the show 608-796-2558. If you want to talk Brewers, I actually want to complain about the Cardinals here for a few minutes. Uh, I, I read a piece last night. This is the thing. I will let sports writers who I've never heard of before. Just completely ruined my night. So I'm at home last night, and R.J. Anderson's tweet appears on my timeline. I'm on my laptop. I was watching. What was I? Oh, I was watching Two and a Half Men. So short story, really short story. I haven't had cable in years, um, but I did get my my hands on my parents' cable login, DirecTV, and I've been watching like King of Queens on TV land. That That's the best part of cable. Other than the sports and Food Network, give me like late night TV land. Everybody loves Raymond, King of Queens. I was watching Two and a Half Men. Anyways, I was on my laptop and this tweet from RJ Anderson pops up. This is the caption. Didn't tweet this over the weekend since I was busy with draft stuff, but I wrote a little on why I think the Cardinals are the team to watch in the Juan Soto sweepstakes. Ah, okay, let's look at some of the details in here. If this happens, I'm going to I'm gonna become unhinged. So I don't want to read you this piece verbatim. Again, you can read it. R.J. Hampton, uh, or not R.J. Hampton, he plays basketball. R.J. Anderson, he's on Twitter at, at R underscore J underscore Anderson. It's a tough lot in life to try to come up with a Twitter handle when your first name is R.J. You need some sort of spacing, otherwise it doesn't look like your name. I don't want to read this whole piece to you, but just some of the pertinent details. Okay, so which teams are best positioned to land Soto? Below CBS Sports is ranked the 29 national clubs with their perceived chances of striking a deal. Tier one, no pay, no play. This is the Athletics, Marlins, Rays, Pirates, Guardians, and Brewers. No chance, huh? Let's read what it says. We're writing off these six teams because of the financial component. Even if they didn't attempt to extend Soto, you'd still have to pay his substantial arbitration prizes. That's not these teams' style. 
You can argue the contending Rays, Guardians, or Brewers should look into acquiring Soto for the stretch run since flags fly forever and they'd have ample time to trade him and recruit prospects at a later date. We like that idea, but that kind of maneuvering almost never happens anymore, and we're skeptical it'll start again with a deal of this expected magnitude. I love this. This makes me laugh. This this part right here. Even if they didn't, okay, even if they didn't attempt to extend Soto, they would still have to pay his substantial arbitration prizes. That's not these teams' style. Let me translate that line for you. That means these teams don't like having good players that they need to pay. And it'd be one thing if it worked, uh, but the Brewers in all of their years of pathetic existence have gone to one World Series and it was 40 years ago now. But no, by all means, we should keep up with the with the MO and the owner of operations that our forefathers set before us because God forbid this Brewers team should ever try anything different. They might actually accidentally win something. God forbid that. Tier two, uh, rebuilders are us. I don't need the clever, Nick, just give me the information. Royals, Reds, Diamondbacks, Orioles, Rockies, Tigers. Uh, Brewers aren't in there, so I don't care. Tier three, something is missing. Cubs, Rangers, White Sox, Angels, Twins, Padres. Interesting. Twins and Cubs, both teams we care about. I'll read. For as fun or frustrating as it would be to see Soto in a lineup with the likes of Shohei Otani and Mike Trout or Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis, we're putting a line through this group because we think they fall short in either the financial or the prospect component. Of all the tiers so far, this is where we feel like a team from here could make an actual play. We're getting warmer, in other words. Okay, moving along. Tier four, rivals, not friends, Braves, Phillies, Mets. Yeah, I don't think they're trading them within the division, so let's get past that. Big market contenders, Astros, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Mariners at five, that would make sense. Giants at four, Yankees at three, Dodgers at two, and Cardinals at one. Buckle in. Here we go. This is almost certain to age poorly, but yes, we think the Cardinals have the clearest path of any team to acquiring Soto. They've won out on Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado in recent seasons and have taken swings on Lindor, among others, demonstrating they have the appetite and the willingness to make a blockbuster addition. So, by the way, before I continue, just as this article states, so... The Brewers, it's not their style to pay money to good players. <laughs> so creative the way they do things, God. And the Cardinals, uh, they have the appetite and willingness to make a blockbuster addition. Hmm, I wonder which one of these teams has won World Series multiple times in the last 20 years. Any guess? I wonder. But sure, it's not the Brewers' style. Continuing. The Cardinals have the best ability to offer a package that includes some combination of Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, Dylan Carlson, and Tyler O'Neill, among others. Additionally, they'll have Goldschmidt's contract coming off the books after the 2024 season or right when Soto's extension would crank up to cover his free agent years. It's possible Soto would prefer to play on a coast, but shy of that, Mike Rizzo should direct one of his first phone calls about Soto to the Cardinals. Great. Shoot me in the head. David is here. 608-796-2558. What's up, David? It's okay. Be calm. It's Friday. Sure. Yeah. All right. I mean... I'll be calm until until Soto actually goes to the Cardinals. Then I can't promise anything if that happens, though. Okay, I just have two requests. Number one, sure. take a look at the number of home games remaining this year mm-hmm. for Milwaukee mm-hmm. compared to St. Louis. I think we have something like 10 or 12 more home games than St. Louis does for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. That's good. We like that. That's not going to hurt. And second of all, you know, you need to come up with a phrase. I know that you've, on more than one occasion, enjoyed things that I've said on the air, mm-hmm. like the idea that, you know, it was good that St. Louis caught up to us because now the Brewers have to put up or shut up. Oh, yeah. On the but 
I don't want you to say rack them. I want you to come up with something else. You, you know, when someone says something really in, insightful mm-hmm. that, that you can give them credit, I just don't want to be racked. When and did I way, say that? I hate when did you say what? Never mind. What were you going to say? You were, you were saying, by the way, something. I cut you off. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I, I hate Jim Rome. I hate much <laughs> of what Jim Rome does. He's an okay interviewer, mm-hmm. but all the crap that he does and the stupid annual contest and all that is, it is BS. Mm-hmm. You were you were talking the other day about him, and I know he's on your station, but... He's a co-worker. I can't take him. But we're col- yeah, we're colleagues. Co- yeah. Yeah, and, you know, his, his kid goes to UW, and he loves Wisconsin, and that's all very nice, but um, I, I'd much rather have several doses of Grant Bills than one dose well, of Jim Rome. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that, David. Have an excellent weekend. Yeah, and you, I want you to come up with something where when someone who calls in says something that's insightful and worthwhile, something other than Rackham. Do we need a, a sound effect or a, like a buzzer to play? Is that too gimmicky? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you just, you know, you're going to be creative and come up with something. I'm sure you are. Okay. When he, said, when he says Rackham to somebody, that's sort of a nice thing. But I just don't like the phrase, and you can come up with something that's much, much better. Oh, just okay. So I, I, I was confused for a second, but I didn't, I didn't want to derail what you were saying. So Jim Rome says Rackham. Correct. Ah, okay, 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 okay. So now I get it. Oh, I could do better than Rome. <sighs> yeah, I'll come up with something. You got to give me the weekend, though. I need time to think about it. Uh, no rush. You can have ten days. All right. Thanks. I will do that and watch The Godfather by the next time we speak. How does that sound? Hope you have a great weekend. You as well. That is David. See, here's the thing with Jim Rome. We're coworkers, uh, like in the same way that uh, Jerry Jones and I are coworkers. We're both NFL owners. Uh, Jim Rome and I are both heard all across the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You know, his show goes into mine. Uh, so we're colleagues like that. Here's the thing. I have slowly been chipping away at the walls of Bill Michaels. Chip, 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 chipping away. He let me on his show on Wednesday. That was fun. That was a fun 10 minutes chatted with him and, and Ben Kenny. I might, I believe, I, I, and something could come up, I suppose, but I believe I'm stopping at Bill Michaels' home, his home studio tonight uh, in Brookfield on my way into Milwaukee to procure some tickets. And maybe, just maybe, I'm hoping, this is my dream, uh, and I don't want to get my hopes too high, I'm hoping he says, hey, Grant, why don't you come back to the Tiki Bar, have a beer? And if that happens, wow. My next career goal, uh, apart from, you know, expanding the show, growing the show, of course, is to get Jim Rome to invite me up to Eagle River. So I don't know how exactly to do that. I don't know what my bridge to Rome is. Uh, but I do love the Northwoods. Now, Eagle River is far from the best spot in the Northwoods. I have a couple of my favorite spots, and I won't mention them on air because I don't want them to become, you know, overrun with tourists like I have the power to do that. But still, um, if I could go up and spend a couple of days with Romer up in Eagle River... And he could teach me the ways a little bit. I could learn something from him. That's my next goal. I'm breaking down the walls of Bill Michaels. Jim Rome will be on deck. It took me years with Zach Heilprin. Although Zach, man, Zach was taking shots at me again on the afternoon show today. So maybe we need to we need to put some effort, some social effort back into our, our buddy Zach Heilprin. Binks is here. Binks on the island. 608-796-2558. What's up, Binks? Hey, we, Binks going back to the island for the weekend. Yes. Um 
I didn't, on a side note, uh, did notice uh, Evo was playing a lot of um, uh, of your um, uh, Margaritaville this morning. Did you happen to catch that, or were you still sleeping? Well, oh, I was not sleeping. I, I'm practically up before Evo, not really, but I, I get up like 6.45, I think, today. I heard a little bit of Ebo's show. I did not hear him playing Margaritaville, but I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad that Jimmy Buffett has occupied as much space on our network this week I as think, he has. I think you did. I think you guys are the biggest Jimmy Buffett fans out there. So, wow, that's incredible. Anyway, well, you know. Um, are, you, are you really expecting a costume change for the Brewers after the all-star break, you really think they're going to cough up something to either get a pitcher back because Peralta's down or they're just not hitting? Do you really think they're... The thing that when you see, when you say Soto, you have to say Boris. And that doesn't really stick with the Brewers. And that's been since time immemorial. So... I, I can see where your um, what was his name R L Johnson R J Johnson. Your, your, oh, your, uh, the that, yeah, the guy whose article I was using to fill eight minutes. No, he had some good nuggets in there. Um, R J Anderson of yeah. CBS Sports. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. So, do you do you really see do you really see a new costume for these for the Brewers? I I don't see it happening. I I don't see a big change I think that they're gonna I, I I don't think they're gonna tank I don't I don't think they're gonna hold I I think they're gonna start to play better baseball um is that enough do you think is that enough is that enough to make a World Series is that enough just playing better getting healthier is that enough to get through the the NL and make a World Series unfortunately not it is not uh they just need to. They, they've already lost games because they they've made dumb mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think. I don't think. You know who, who do you trade right now? Um, you know that would come and make the team win and just make them dominant. I don't know. Um, it is Juan Soto that one guy? I think you need. I think they're missing two or three guys. Um, you know, I, I have to give it to you because it's a Friday. You know, Colton Long. He's a turd, man. He's nothing but a turd. Um, you know, and it's you know, and some of the health of these guys. Um, if they get if, if they could get healthier, if they could get Peralta back by, let's say mid August. Yeah. I do think. And, and let's say he gets back to form by September, I, and let's hope that the Cardinals just can't keep pace. But the Brewers have to beat the Cubs and the Pirates. That was the disgusting part of it. Yeah, they got to they got to take care of business. Home. They got to take care of business against the really bad teams. I agree. And Binks, we can talk yeah. more about this. I just realized what time it is. I got to take one more break here before five o'clock. So I got to let you go. Okay. Sorry, Binks. All right. Hey. Yeah, you as well, Binks on the Island. Enjoy the weekend out on the Island. We'll be back in three minutes. Wrap up this hour of the Wisco Sports Show. Coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco 
Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Happy Friday. Uh, this has just been kind of a flyby on the seat of our pants type of show so far, but it's been fun. We're being productive. Talk to David, talk to Binks. We had a fake awards ceremony to start the show because why not? It's all-star break. Nothing else going on. So if you miss the whiskeys, you'll have to ch- <laughs> such a stupid name. It's just good enough where I, I think we can use it, but it's it's not great. Um, could also be better. So something to consider. Uh, I want to talk football in the second half of the show. I want to do some Packers stuff. I have a take regarding one of the Packers' seventh rounders. Yeah, a take, a fully fleshed out opinion with details, maybe working an analogy in there. I don't know, but we're going to go, we're going to go deep, deep dive. Mike Clemens deep dive into one of the Packers second rounders or seventh rounders, excuse me, that I think could be pretty good this year. And I have some reasons why they're Aaron Rodgers reasons. I know everyone loves doing a deep dive into the mind of Aaron Rodgers. It's one of the best parts about the show is when we do that. So that's coming up in the second half of the show. I like Frankie Montas, Ramon Laureano to the Brewers. Ben Kenny has sold me on it. I think it works in a lot of ways. You add another starting pitcher, which means you can move some of your arms like Freddie Peralta to the pen for the stretch run, which I love. You have four elite starters, a lot of extra arms in the pen, which means you don't need anybody more than Hayter Williams and Boxberger and Laureano to play center. You get those two guys, you get another bat, and you're cooking with gas. If the Brewers don't do anything, uh, actually, they signed a, who did they sign today? What's his name? Something McGee, Eric McGee, not Casey McGee, the other one. Uh, just a crummy reliever that the Giants let go of. So if he's the only move they make, uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be upset. So now we wait. We can talk more Brewers after the break as well, but I do want to get into the Packers. At some point, we're going to talk rookies and training camp coming up in a bit. It's the Wisco Sports Show. We'll be back in two minutes after the Sports Zone update. Don't let nobody tell you which can be and which cannot do. You know, people told me I can't make free throws. I made my free throws tonight, and I'm a freaking champion. I made them and I'm supposed to make them. But I'm joking. Uh, actually, I'm not. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. Talking Brewers, I want to talk NFL. Well, actually, what I want to do is I want to do an hour-long pregame show for the Jimmy Buffett concert tomorrow. Have I told you that I'm going? Yeah. Uh, in case you haven't heard. I don't know how you haven't heard, but now you've heard. Uh, yeah, going to the Jimmy Buffett. I had a guy call about 40 minutes ago and ask what the concert was. And I'm like, ah, the Jimmy Jimmy Buffett one. My dad, diehard parrot head, texts in and says, the tour is life on the flip side. I believe that is this year's tour name. Thank you. Uh, Boathouse Tom, his call sign, technically. Um, thank you, Dad. Yes. How are they still coming up with tour names for Buffett? Like, it started, you know, you got no shoes, no shirt, no problem. Okay. Then you got, you know, swim trunks and summer shandies or whatever. Just I'm coming up with tour names on the, you know, sponsored with Lining Kugels. It was a partnership opportunity. I, he's been doing this for so long. How are you still coming up with tour names that, kind of all say the same thing. That's very impressive. 
Now, I once did an entire summer of sports talk while there were no sports going on. One could argue that's just as, if not more impressive. Uh, but still, the way they just keep cranking out content. Different pairs of swim trunks, different different coral-colored T-shirts. Just keep rolling it out there. So, yeah, Brewers, Packers. I want to talk about the rookies a little bit. And uh, if you got Jimmy Buffett takes, I don't know what those would look like, but hit me up. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I am so glad you're here. Happy Friday. It's good to have you. I considered to start the second hour of the show replaying the monologue from the beginning of the show. We had the whiskeys, uh, if you missed it. No, I'm not going to replay the whole thing, but this is what the open sounded like, at least. Welcome to the 2022 Whiskey Awards. Now, your host, Grant Bills. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny. I uh, I wanted to get Zach Heilprin's voice for that, <laughs> but uh, it was a little too late in the day. I put that together at like 3.30, and I'm like, I'm just going to have to do it myself. You know, mess with some of the settings so it sounds a little deeper. Oh, that'd be great. If I, if I could have gotten Zach's voice in there, oh, that would have been perfect. I love using Zach for, uh, for voiceover things. I think our Slow News Wednesday imaging. That little liner got Zach's voice in there. What else do I have from Zach? I know I got this one. This is a fan With favorite. With this Wisconsin Sports Zone Network update, I'm Zach Heil Print. Yeah, that one. 608-796-2558. Give me a call or a text. You can find me on Twitter, at Wisco Grant as well. Let's talk Brewers. Binks with a very discouraging call before 5 o'clock. And Binks, it was nothing that you said. It's just your lack of belief that the Brewers will make some moves to improve this team before the deadline. I... You know, I, I want to believe. I want to buy in. I want something to, you know, I want something to hope for. And I know conventional wisdom would say the Brewers will probably trade for a reliever we've never heard of and call it good. Uh, today, they added, I was supposed to find this over the break, uh, Kurt Rosenthal tweeted it, or Ken Rosenthal, not Kurt Rosenthal. Ken Rosenthal tweeted this, uh, it was two hours ago, I believe. The Brewers signed Jake McGee everyone's favorite stud reliever. Uh, He was released by the Giants on July 14th, so now he's with the Brewers. Look, I don't doubt that the Brewers can get more out of this guy than the Giants were, but that's not the point, right? I feel like David Stearns and Mark Atanasio go in and out of the trade deadline every day or every year with the goal not to be the best possible Brewer team, but to have, like, to win the deadline. Like, they want to win the deadline. They want to walk away from the trade deadline saying... We're going to get, you know, XYZ war off of this amount of dollars that we spent. These teams way overpaid. We're smarter. We're better. And it's like, well, that's not the point, right? Sometimes you have to overspend. There, there are times in sports where you need to overpay for things, right? Most, most people at the time the Bucks traded for Drew Holiday thought it was way too many picks. And now it's like pick schmicks. Who cares? They want a title. They got Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis for the next couple of years. Let's go right? Free agency. Free agency, you always overpay. When Jalen Brunson was signing with the Knicks, I thought the best sports talker, I think it was Nick Wright, who had one of my favorite takes, one of my favorite sports talkers, said, look, yeah, they're overpaying a little bit for Jalen Brunson, but that's how free agency works. Free agency, you always have a little bit of a tax. It's like a sticker tax. If you're getting a guy in free agency, you're going to pay a little bit more than they're worth. And that's just the reality of free agency. So if you're going out to free agency, shopping free agency, just understand that you're going to get guys that cost a little bit more than they should. And that's just the reality of free agency. It's like getting a hot dog or a soda at a ball game. 
You're going to overpay for it. Sorry. You want a hot dog and a beer at the game? Of course you do. Because what's a game without a hot dog and a beer? It's just watching guys strike out for three hours. So need a beer, need a hot dog. Yeah, it's going to be a little expensive. That's cost of doing business at the ballpark. Cost of doing business in free agency, you're going to overpay a little bit. Cost of free agency at the or cost of doing business at the trade deadline, tripping all over my words. You're going to have to give up a little bit more than I think you want. And the Brewers seemingly refuse to lose any trade that they make. And by lose, I mean... They don't want to walk away from a trade thing and, oh, we gave up a lot of prospects. You know what I mean? And it's going to have to sting. If you get a player that's going to make a difference, it's going to have to sting. It doesn't mean it'll be bad in the long run. right? If you want to go get an incredible bat, a great arm, if you want to get an amazing reliever, you're going to have to overpay. You're not paying market value because the demand is high, the supply at the trade deadline is very low, and you're working within a constrained time window. Or you can't come back in a month. Can't come back in a year, right? Like, it seems with with some of these teams, I'm trying to think, who's a player that was rumored for a trade for the longest time? I mean, Donovan Mitchell, probably. The Knicks have been eyeing Donovan Mitchell for probably two or three years. It's like, eh, he's in Utah. He's not going to be happy there. So they put together this long plan to get him. I think the Miami Heat were doing that with Giannis, scheduling things out two years in advance, planning things to see if they could end up getting Giannis, right? You don't have that flexibility. You don't have that luxury at the trade deadline. If you're going to get a guy, you need to get him, and it's often within a couple of days of a window, sometimes hours, right before the actual deadline in the middle of the afternoon. So you're going to overpay a little bit. And it really seems like David Stearns and Mark Atanasio have an issue doing that. I don't even know if it's an issue of money. I think it's an issue of needing to feel smarter and more thrifty than everyone else. And that's really going to be tough. That's going to be prohibitive if you want to eventually get over the top and win a World Series. If you want to sustain success and keep this going, okay, you can do that. But if you ever want to make progress and get farther than you were in 2018, you're going to have to be willing to spend a little more, and you're going to have to overpay. That's sometimes how sports work. 608-796-2558, Dave and Monona. What's going on, Dave? Happy Friday. (laughs) Hey, all you need now is a couple of categories, like which Wisconsin talk show host is best known for Mothering, acting like a robin <laughs> to all of his friends. So, is it, is it Nelson from Madison? B, is it Jack Hyderpin from Milwaukee? Or <laughs> C, Grant? Answer is Grant. So, SB goes to Grant, the mother of all robins of the year. Can I explain? Can I fill everyone in now, seeing you're, you're bringing something up that was said on the Bill Michael show today? Just give me 20 seconds. I'm going to fill in, folks. <laughs> So we were talking about uh, we were talking about Zach and Ben road tripping to Big Ten Media Days and how I, I said I'm excited for you guys. It's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to seeing pictures and stuff. And and then I said, and I guess this was some crime. I said, hey, when I go on trips with my friends, I am the the mom of the group. That's the role I take on. I bring the tickets. I handle the pat whatever it is. I I lead the group chat making plans. I will bring I will Dave I'll cook the food. I know in 2020 or 2022 that's such an insane idea but I'll bring the food, bring a hot dish, dish to pass. I will take pictures. I'll be that person. So sue me if that's a bad thing, Dave. Sue me. Otherwise known as the dead mother of the Cub Scouts. Well, hey, every every dead is a mother. <laughs> hey, uh uh no, no brewer talk. Brewer suck. I'm more curious about uh, what do you think about Watson failing his physical? I mean, you know, all during the OTAs, he was healthy. That four-week period, that, that, that lazy, of course, it's his generation. He <laughs> fails his physical. 
And now he's on the pup list, and what he's done for himself is if he not, once he comes off that pup list, he can no longer go back on that list during the year. He's screwed. So I guess I'm curious. If I'm, I'm curious to find out what did he do. Aaron Rodgers must just love that. All the time they need with that guy, and now <laughs> now he goes on the pup list. Are you kidding me? Hey, hey, maybe he needs that baby Robin. So maybe he should well, yeah, I could help him, you know, just get, you know, yeah, absolutely. He could use that. So I, I found this tweet here from Ross Uglum, who I actually unfollowed because his tweets about the NBA playoffs were so reprehensible to me. I had to unfollow him, but he seems like a nice guy. His picture on Twitter is him swinging a golf club. So that's really unique. Uh, not a lot of men do that. Um, here's his tweet. The pup issue with Packers wide receiver Christian Watson is not considered serious long term. And he is expected to be available sooner rather than later. That's per a source. So doesn't tell you much, but all, but all it tells me is that guy didn't take his didn't take his life serious and his and his craft serious between the end of our OTA and today. When you fail a physical, that means you're fat, happy, and lazy. Mm-hmm. You did something off off the field, and and that that doesn't hold well for his that young man's career. If you can't stay healthy, it, but the, but the best is Bakhtiari. He's off. That means supposedly he's healthy, and that, that's a good sign. But I don't know, man. I mean, Green Bay's receivers already stunk and stink, and they're going to be on. You know, most of them are going to be out by week, you know, two or three. But um, yeah, I just found that kind of fascinating. But Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett, huh? That should, that should be a good time, right? You got a great night for it down in Milwaukee. I hear weather's good. Uh, well, I don't know. I haven't looked. I'm not a big check the weather ahead, guys. Should I look at the weather tomorrow? Because I'll just worry about it. If I see there's a storm, then I'll stress about it for the next day, and, and we don't want that. But sure, I'll, I'll look. Hey, aren't up. you under the? Uh, don't you spend the money? Well, I gotta believe if you're with Michaels, you're, you're going to be under the overhang. So who, no, we got we got lawn there? seats, lawn seats, Dave. You mean that cheap ass? You couldn't afford to get you under the under the overhang? I don't think he bought them. I I think this whole thing is is over, but he just he knows the guy I got some lawn tickets. What's wrong with the lawn? It's great. I'm with the common folk. Yeah, but man, it's like when I went to when I went to Stick Scenario. I I said oh, whatever it costs, get me under the overhang. I don't want to be out there in case it rains or whatever. Because I'm I'm old, fat, not a shape, or none. I don't want to get wet. I mean, Michael's that you know, tell Michael that David Johnson is a sheep bastard. He couldn't get you up on the stage. Uh, should I should I tell him that? That'll make me sound really yeah. appreciative. All right. Well, let me, let me tell him. If you, I mean, somebody of your stature, you should, should be up by a stage where you can you can kind of wave your. You know, I'm sure you, I'm sure you're gonna have pom poms with your little pink hohos, <laughs> and you can wave them going, "Hi, Jimmy! Hi, Jimmy! Look at me!" <laughs> I really, anyway, I, I really wanted to get someone from his entourage on the show this week. You know, maybe a coral reefer, not Jimmy himself, but one of the coral reefers would have been fun. But I. I couldn't think of any connections. You don't have any connections to, to the Coral Reefer band, do you? Uh, I could care less what the band looks like. I, I just, you know, I went, I've been to one concert in the last five years, and that's Sticks and REO. And, oh, REO is know, so good. Yeah, I saw them five years ago, six years ago in Waukesha. They were awesome. Yep, they were down there with the Lover Boy. And now Sticks is coming back to um, to Crystal Grand in March. That's the one concert I always go to because that's, that's who head banged and rocked in my day. Back in the good old days. Yeah. You know, not your guys, not your guys' generation. But hey, yeah, I, I'll even be nice to you today. Hey, have, have, you know, it'll be a great time. At least you're not going to be hanging out with Hyloprin and, you know, Ben. What's who, wrong who, with who, He's a dirtbag. <laughs> okay. But, but Ben, be all Ben, you know, I know. Hey, have a good time. And uh, here's. What? 
what the hell? <laughs> Jerk. It's Dave and Monona, who uh, couldn't be bothered to say goodbye or... Uh, I don't know what his deal is. Ebo just texted me, and I and I believe this 100%. I just assume this. That was Dave's third call of the day. He hit the morning show and the afternoon show and my show. Dave is actually living my dream. Uh, if I could do anything with my life, it would it would be nothing, and it would just be listening to sports talk all day. I love sports talk. The only reason that, that I don't like doing this show from 4 to 6 is it means that I can't listen to other shows from 4 to 6 and call and harass them. I can't wait to pay it for one day. I hope that I live to a ripe old age, as has Dave and Monona, so I can pay it forward and harass young sports talkers. Uh, if anybody will carry the mantle on, you know, then I can complain about their generation. It'll be nice. Uh, before we take another break, let's talk to another fan favorite who I may or may not have roasted in our opening segment tonight. Eric on I-90. Good evening, Eric. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Grant. How are you doing? Good. Uh, and are you out on I-90? I will be within an hour or so. I'm driving to Milwaukee straight after work. So how are the conditions out there? The condition. Oh, they're beautiful. The traffic is even light today. Light. Good. Good. I like to hear that. What's going on? Yeah, you're going to have a straight shot. Yeah, that Christian Watson guy. Are you sure he's not on the physically unable to catch the ball list? <laughs> that would be the unable to catch ball. So the P-U-C-P? Uh, no, unless the PUCP. the PUCP, unless all of these reporters uh, had a typo in their tweet. I think it's it's just oh, he, something small. If it was something bigger, we would have known about it, right? Well, he, he, he wasn't able to pass his physical, right? Yeah, he's probably too strong. That's probably the issue, too big and strong. He's too strong. Well, they what they did was is they looked at him, and they're like, your hands are shaped like ping-pong paddles, <laughs> so you're going to have trouble. Catching the ball. Remember when your team drafted what's-his-face from old, was it Old Miss, Laquan Treadwell? Remember him? Oh, my good Lord. I I, I hope it, that guy could not, he's, he, is the, he is the exact replica of this Christian Watson. Big guy, fast, couldn't catch the ball to save his life. You know what those guys are? They're cornerbacks. Or safeties. That's right. Well, that's what, so watching TV with my dad growing up and watching games, he would always say that. I think that's very common. When a cornerback drops an interception, you say, and that's why you play cornerback and not wide receiver. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, you're going to go to the Jimmy Buffett concert. I've been down to one of those. It's a good time. At Alpine Valley? Yes, at Alpine Valley. Yep. Got any tips for me? Uh, I don't know if you heard on uh, on the afternoon show today, Zach Heilprin, and he shared this and was open about it, so I, I don't feel like I'm betraying him bringing this up again. He was actually handcuffed at a Jimmy Buffett concert, not arrested. He was handcuffed by a security officer with zip ties because he was peeing on a fence. Well, that's, uh, I've, yeah, you know, I should be in prison for 20 years if, <laughs> Being on a fence is against the law. I know. If being on a fence is illegal, being outside is a crime, then lock me up because I'm as guilty as they come. Love a good outside pee. I, I live in the in the heart of the city. I never have an opportunity to pee outside anymore unless I suppose I could. I live next to a parking garage. I go up to the top floor at night when it's all quiet, but that's not the same. I did, I did actually get arrested about 30 years ago at a at uh, Coon Creek Canoe Races for... Peeing outside. They arrested you? 
Yes, they arrested me. And uh, this was back when Coon Creek canoe races were, uh, you know, it, they it was way out of hand. I don't know if you know that history or not. Well, it still gets out of it hand. Just, the, the Coon Creek and the Weski Ski Jump, if you've never been, it's a zoo, both of them. Well, I mean, they used to come downtown and riot afterwards. You know, there was burning cop cars and all kinds of crap going on. Well, okay, well, I didn't know No, that. I did get arrested down there. I did get arrested down there, and I was actually arrested by uh, two guys that I went to high school with. They were, like, 19-year-old sheriff's deputies, mm-hmm. and they took me over to the Coon Valley Town Hall. Mm-hmm. They print you? And uh, sheriff... Sheriff Jeff Banner was right there. They had a thing all set up for the arrest that day. And uh, Jeff Banner took one look at me, and he said, Hello, Eric, because we had had previous engagements. <laughs> and he had known you from calling sports radio shows, I'm sure, even back at this time, right? Of course. Yes, and he said, I want you to leave town and don't come back. So that was my punishment. Wow. Coon Valley? Yep. So you're are you still banned permanently from Coon Valley? No, no, no. I got to go back n- another day. Yeah. Oh, okay. So just to, for the day. Just, just that day. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. Just I was day. in uh, I was but, in Coon Valley on, uh, I believe, Monday night. I went down there and caught some nice, fat brown trout. Oh, yeah? Were you up in Timber Coulee then, or where uh, were you at? I don't know. I was right off P. I know everyone listening to this cares a lot. Uh, I was right off P, right left out of town. So, like, the first pull-off, super close. I don't want to drive that far. 20, 20. Right. That's a, that's a nice short drive for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. And I didn't well, pee on any you know, fences. Gonna... You didn't pee it. Don't pee on an electric fence down there. It'll give you a jolt. No, God, no. Those driftless cattle, they're they are built different. Those fences are extra strong. That'll cure ED, though, if you do that. <laughs> Just go uh, out there and pee on an electric fence. All right. Um, yeah, anything else before I let you go? <laughs> no, have a great weekend. Have a great time at the Jimmy Buffett concert. Don't uh, pee on any fences. And... Uh, and you'll get by just fine. All right, Eric. Have a good weekend. Yep. Thank you, everybody. Eric on I-90. Um, yeah. Have you ever been arrested for doing anything indecent in public? If so, let me know. 608-796-2558. Wisco Sports Show will be back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show appreciate you hanging out happy friday um what are we talking about let's do packers this seems like a natural opportunity to change topics so let's go packers rookies what you think christian watson pup list i almost wasn't gonna bring that up today i didn't i didn't really think it was that big of a deal but luckily uh dave covered us dave's got our back uh naturally dave's a packers fan it's very bizarre uh, sometimes it feels like he's cheering against even his own teams. But, you know, that's just his generation. <laughs> 608-796-2558. I got a text from Rock and Rick. Man, isn't this the truth? He says, laughter cures all. Eric is a doctor today. Eric is, that man is unique. Some Some of the conversations I have with Eric probably go on too long. And sometimes they're odd. And we don't really know what the point of them is. But some other days, it's just, man, it's just nice to hear from Eric and... What was it? Coon Crick days? Oh, the canoe races. That's right. And uh, the sheriff of town basically saying, get out. I don't want you to see. I don't want to see you here anymore. 
He's in a John Wayne film. What do you think that was? 1996. <laughs> like the way he told that story made it sound like like the wild, wild west. It was probably like 20 years ago. Yeah. Alex tweets in, says, the callers that make a daily appearance on your show are the quirky characters in a sitcom. I feel like I've known for your, yeah, you and me both. You have the best show, hands down. Is David Monona a truck driver? No, no, it's not. Although we do do very well with the FedEx and UPS crowd. Uh, Dave, Dave's not a truck driver. So Dave's blind. Uh, Dave is an old blind man. And I feel like because Dave dishes it out so much, I can, I'm not even joking about him being blind, but I, I feel like I don't have to treat Dave with kid gloves because he is certainly never treated with any, uh, treating anyone with kid gloves. Uh, no, Dave, Dave really doesn't do anything. Dave listens to our network basically from six to six. I remember when my show first started in Madison, Dave heard that there was a new show on the network and through Ebo told me, and I could probably go back and find the text. He told Ebo that he couldn't wait to call my show and break me in like a bucking Bronco. I don't, would he be the bucking? I don't know who would be the bucking Bronco in that analogy, but I remember specifically that's what he said. And I thought, oh man. Uh, And now he is a great friend. I'm going to drive him around at the zone golf outing here in a couple of weeks. I'm going to be his caddy. I can't wait. Dave, you got to take a rip. You got to take a swing with a driver, even if it's just one. Even if it's just one, I'll help you, whatever you need, because God knows I'm not going to play golf. Rain Man Mike. Oh, well, we have an arrested story. Okay, okay, here we go. Uh, Way, way back, many moons ago, I was at college at Winona State University. It was intramural softball weekend. I believe we took second in the tournament. Thank you for including that, by the way. We need that information. We proceeded to then go to the bars, of course. We were an underclassmen team, but fortunately enough, our worst player was the bouncer at said bar. <laughs> Only reason we recruited him. <laughs> Needless to say, after bar close and drinking beer all day in Windsor and water all night, I thought it would be a great idea to not drive back to campus. Smart, Rain Man Mike. I proceeded to walk somewhere and fall asleep somewhere along the way. The next thing I remember was cops waking me up. Apparently, I had passed out in someone's yard. The worst part is I blocked, walked 13 blocks past campus. I got a breathalyzer and failed miserably. They asked me if I wanted to ride back to my dorm. I really didn't want to get in the cop car, so I said, no, I know my way home. Ah, the good old days. So could you get a public intoxication for that? I mean, I guess you were trespassing, but you weren't hurting anyone. I'm surprised they let you walk back to your dorm. I'm surprised they let you go. I thought they would have forced you to get into the car. No, we're going to drive you home. See, that is, you know, those are the police stories that we don't talk about enough. We always hear the bad stories about police officers. We never hear when they're looking out for us. I had Oktoberfest my sophomore year. Seeing we're telling stories about how we get trouble in the cops. Uh, We can do the Packers coming up next. So I didn't get arrested. There's never anything that went on the record. If you've ever been to lacrosse during Oktoberfest as a college student, one thing you'll know, and I, like, I don't want to speak out of turn, and I this is obviously not 100% true, but the impression that I always got and what most people will tell you about Oktoberfest and lacrosse is they don't really give out underages like they would normally. They don't really get – they're more there in a, in, a, in a control and help environment. Like there are police everywhere. If you walk through campus housing, if you walk around downtown, there's police in yellow vests on every corner because there's so many people. But in that weekend, they're more of a – a guiding capacity. They're not really looking to write tickets. They just want to make sure nothing's get out of hand. You know, play by the rules. Don't be nuts. And for the most part, never had an issue. I had friends in college who got multiple underages when they weren't even really doing anything that bad. Like they were walking down the street. They had a couple of beers in their backpack. They got unlucky. 
cop stopped him, checked their backpack, got to give you an underage. Like, really bad luck. During Oktoberfest, stuff like that never happens. Or it never did with people that I knew. You remember that viral video a couple of years ago when the guy was getting written up for, I don't know if it was open container or whatever, and I think it was on the corner of Maine and where it was 10th it was right in student housing and the video went viral because all of the people around it was this huge block party started coming up to this guy and giving him cash to pay his ticket oh restore your faith in humanity right so anyways that's kind of how oktoberfest operates they there are police around but they're more in a crowd control keep everyone calm make sure things are under control because they could write a million tickets during oktoberfest and that just never seemed like what they wanted to do anyways i'm sure there are exceptions but that was my experience. So sophomore year, Oktoberfest, my buddy lived in an apartment. He was throwing a little function. He was an Eau Claire Memorial grad. So it was a lot of Eau Claire people, kind of my neck of the woods. A lot of my friends were from that same area. So we went. Okay. So we were having a good time. And this was, I mean, this was before I was old enough to go to the bars. I never really, I never stuck into the bars. I never went to a bar when I was underage. It was just never my thing. But I brought a backpack of beer. I showed up to the party. Here you go, guys. You know, here's some beers. I brought, you know, something for the crowd. And we were playing ping pong or whatever, watching, I don't know, football, college football. I'm sure it was a Saturday night of Oktoberfest. We we're just hanging out, having a great time. Friends were in town. Anyways, my buddy gives me a call and says, hey, I'm down in the alley. Can you come let me in? Absolutely. I can handle that. So I'm going down the steps, and I'm excited to see this guy. So I leave a brick in the door, and I start walking into the alley. I'm looking around. There he is. He's, you know, uh, you know, uh, probably... 20 yards away. And we see each other. We're so excited and maybe under the influence a little bit that we run towards each other. And we are so excited. Oh, it's my, one of my best buddies. We jump up. We do like this fist bump, chest bump. I don't even know what it was thing. We were just excited. I get knocked onto the ground and I fall into the side of a dumpster. <laughs> I wasn't even that. I remember it all just fine. I was more just clumsy. Fell over. Backpack opens up. Beers roll everywhere. Just cool lights all over the sidewalk. And I remember looking up. And they're two officers of the law looking right down at me. They're like, what do we got going on here, gentlemen? And I said, ah, you know, I lost my balance, whatever. And he goes, uh, why, don't you, why don't you put your beers back in your backpack and uh, go, go back inside? You don't need to see your ID. Just get back in there. And I go, yeah, yes, sir. Thank you. Go back inside. Normal weekend. I think that's probably an underage. I think I'm getting an underage drinking ticket. But Oktoberfest, you know, the vibes are just better. Cops aren't looking to write tickets, like I said. That was the only time I ever had a run-in with law enforcement that I can remember that was meaningful in lacrosse. Now, I was caught as, you know, a witness to other things or, you know, asked about this or that, but I was never the main character in a story that involved law enforcement. Nothing like your story, Rand Man Mike. Speaking of Bart Winkler, we mentioned him at the top of the show. Bart told a story, this was probably two years ago he was on the show, of when he... <laughs> when he fell asleep at, at Rudy's on one of the picnic tables. You ever been to Rudy's drive-in? Yep, just fell asleep out there. I mean, if it's a nice night, you get a nice breeze. The worst part is waking up at 5 in the morning and the birds are singing. Oh, if you are out and about when the birds are singing and you're not home yet, that's that's how you know you're in for a rough day. The next day is going to be brutal. Even if you manage to get home and get in bed and get a couple hours sleep, mm-mm. if you were up when the birds were singing, you're going you're gonna to have a hard time. Thank you for the story, Rain Man Mike. I enjoyed that. Uh, if anyone else has stories about getting arrested, we got Zach Heilprins. Although Zach wasn't arrested. Zach was just, he's just put, put in zip ties around his hands for peeing on a fence. Uh, we, I'm sure we could have some stories from David Monona, but I'm glad he spared us from those. 
Uh, but yeah, if you have any stories, otherwise I want to talk Packers and I have a take about one of their seventh round picks. How exciting. Yeah, Mike Clemens would be proud of me. Wisco Sports Show back in five minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Show. I found some more Buffett music. I have some songs saved. Bust them out on special occasions. I want to talk Packers before we do Christian Watson and I have a, uh, a Samare Toure take, actually. Yeah, seventh rounder. Call me Mike Clements. I got some things to say about the little guy. Before we get there, I, I want to complain. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Adam Schefter two hours ago tweeted a picture of Matthew Stafford, who has created an Instagram account account i can't speak and uh it's him with his championship ring and his wife kelly remember eh, i'm not gonna go there never mind i was gonna bring up that thing that she did one time but also we should be allowed to have second chances i'm not trying to drag kelly stafford for no reason anyways my point adam schefter tweeted this picture and says in less than 24 hours rams quarterback matthew stafford has gotten a super bowl ring and an instagram account oh we all love matt stafford oh god it's so great he has been for years and then he tweeted a follow-up of kelly stafford and the picture she posted, and it's like, we look good together with the ring, whatever. I just, I so resent the Packers for allowing this to happen. I resent the Packers for losing in the round, uh, round one. Again, I can't speak. I've done too much radio today. I resent the Packers for losing in the first round and allowing the Rams to get to a Super Bowl and to beat this decrepit 49ers team that wasn't even that good. And then win a Super Bowl when Joe Burrow had a bunch of chances to win that game and he didn't. And then Aaron Donald makes a great play, wins the game. And now we're crowning Matthew Stafford. And I got to listen to Colin Cowherd every day say, see, the Rams are the team that does it right, not the old-fashioned Packers. And I got to watch Adam Schefter, just for lack of a better term, polish the knob of the Rams. It's just, oh, God. It's just every playoff loss gets worse. I get, I get more jaded about the Packers with every playoff loss. I had a buddy call me after the show the other night. I was at home, and we were talking about some things, and we got to talking about the Packers. And he's like, yeah, I'm really excited for the season, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's not that I'm not excited. I'm excited to have football on, and I'm excited to talk about the Packers and new content for the show. That's really what I'm looking forward to. Look, I will buy into the Packers and their ability to make another Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers when they are up double digits with less than two minutes left in the NFC Championship game. Because I'm not, I'm not doing this again. I'm not, I'm not doing this again. Every one of these playoff losses sucks a little more energy out of me, jades me further. I just, I just can't. I can't. And then I got to see Adam Schefter just, oh, Matthew Stafford, look at his ring. Oh, God. 608-796-2558 can hit me up there. Give me a call. Give me a text. Um, Rain and Mike with a follow-up about this interaction with police. I'm surprised they let me go, uh, but wasn't going to change. Uh, wasn't going to let them change their mind on the way home. Definitely public intoxication territory. Lucked out or did I? Underage was like, I was 98 at the time. Oh, the year I was born. Mike, you are smart. They gave you the opportunity to make your way. Make your way. Good call before they change their mind and say, actually, this dude's really drunk. We should probably write him a ticket. Good job, Mike. It's a smart decision. Thank you for the follow-up, by the way. Uh, on your story. That's 608-796-2558. Twitter at Wisco Grant. We're also sharing stories about how we got arrested or almost got arrested. Eric on I-90 
was told by the sheriff of Coon Valley to get out and not come back. He's given the John Wayne treatment. <laughs> I want you to leave town and I don't want you to come back because that's how law works in Coon Valley, <laughs> at least in Eric on a 90s day and age. Uh, and then we heard from Rain Man Mike. Zach Heilpern gave us a good story earlier. I want to talk about Samore Toure. I think I'm saying that right. I might have to tweak that pronunciation a little bit. Ben Kenny asked me today on the Bill Michaels show, who is the rookie that you have your eyes on? Who do you think can really make an impact? And I think it's Devontae Wyatt because he's the defensive lineman next to Kenny Clark we've been looking for all this time. He's the help that Kenny Clark has needed. He's going to give them depth and flexibility and versatility up front. And Ben said something that I loved. He's going to be the guy I think a lot this year when the Packers defense makes an amazing play, they get an interception or Sean Gary gets a sack or they stuff a run or whatever. I think in a lot of the Packers defensive highlights this season, we're going to dig deeper and look, oh, look at what Devontae Wyatt was doing. He's not credited with the sack, but wow, look at how he helps the Rashawn Gary get there or uh, Jerron Reed or whoever. Oh my goodness, look at this play that Jair Alexander made. The ball coming, oh look, it was Devontae Wyatt making the pressure. I think he might have that kind of year, so I'm all over Devontae Wyatt. I think his impact is going to be huge. Quay Walker is going to be flying around as well, but Wyatt's my guy. Toure in the seventh round, I like a lot. And I think I know Aaron Rodgers and how he ticks. And I think I have some good reasoning as to why Toure is going to have a good season. Apart from special teams. Special teams is its own thing. First, let's talk to Rockin' Rick. 608-796-2558. What's up, Rick? Well, now it's probably going to be a little bit off tone because you went back on the Packers. But, That's uh, fine. When you were, ta- you were talking earlier about the cops taking care of you during Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I know Jeff Bannon personally, uh, the guy that uh, sent Eric out of Coon Valley. He's not actually the cop of Coon Valley. He's Vernon County, was Vernon County Sheriff, but Ooh. super nice guy. Yeah. But anyway, but anyway, as far as the cops go, I think if you uh, if you have any sense of um, respect for authority and mm-hmm. whatever, I I don't I think most of I played ball with a bunch of cops over the years and stuff, but. They're all really, really good, down-to-earth guys, and they're just doing a job. And I think that the people who end up getting in trouble um, probably ask for it even after they're, you know, like here, just cooperated and got sent home. That's all I'm getting at. Yeah. uh, Well, you know, Eric's a docile fella. He's not looking to push the envelope. Correct. And uh, I don't know. I think that... uh, the most cops are looking to be helpful is, is yeah. all I'm getting at. Yeah. They're not, look, they're not looking to get you in trouble. So. I love that there was a sheriff that told Eric on I-90, I want you to leave town and not come back. Even if it was like for the day that, or the weekend, like that's a scene from a John Wayne movie. That's fantastic. That is that is Jeff Banta, though. He's just, he's like, he's buddies with my dad, so... That's how I, well, Vernon that's County how I is, you know, there's not much bad that's going on in Vernon County. I go down there and I have a peaceful heck of a time every time I visit down there. Well, well, I'm sure that uh, Eric and I shared a lot of the stomping grounds in our younger days. And uh, uh, believe me, there was plenty going on. <laughs> I, I like Vernon. Vernon so. County is, and I, don't, I almost feel bad saying this, Vernon County is like the, the best hidden gem of our state. You know, people plan trips to Door County, and and I get it, like on the coast and on the lakes, but Vernon County is beautiful. If you've never been there, you could drive there, and you'd be like, I I can't believe that this is Wisconsin and that this is in the corner of the state and nobody talks about this place. It's beautiful. Yeah, you have good taste, and and they plant a lot of trout in that Coon Creek, so I'm down to catch all you 
<laughs> All right, awesome. Rocket, you got some thoughts on the Packers before I let you go? What what rookie are you excited most about? Um probably the outside linebacker. I heard he's just an unbelievable athletic stud. Well, and what's what's great about him, and a reason why I'm really excited about Quay Walker, is they don't really have a weakness anywhere. They're pretty good at corner, safety, D-line. So Quay Walker doesn't have to really – he can just kind of roam. He can move around, do his own thing. Maybe they'll line him up at edge rusher a little bit. That's the one position that they're probably thinnest. So if they want three edge rushers on a player, if they move Rashawn Gary inside, maybe bring Quay Walker on the edge. Oh, we got a blue chipper at linebacker. No more undrafted guys. Oh, yeah, and Mike was talking about how unbelievably quick he is, too. Yeah. Strength and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to Alan Lazard winning me a beer when we watch the game with you and Rhino. Oh, I love that. Hey, have a good weekend, Rick. I appreciate the call. And it was, by the way, it was nice to hear from you on Bill's show earlier today. You had something very heartwarming to say about Dave and Monona. That was cool. I, I, that was heartfelt, too. I, I, I think he comes off course. Oh. And uh, I, I'm sure he does it because he really likes you guys. That's oh. that's all I'm getting at. And I think he probably has a heart of gold. Oh, he does. Dave has a heart of gold. And so do you, Rick. Have a good weekend. Thanks for the call. You do the same. Enjoy, Jimmy. I will. That's rockin' Rick. Yeah, if you missed it earlier today, Rick called in, and I think he said, I don't want to misquote him, but it was something along the lines of, Dave might come across his course, but I think he is, he, you know, he's a lover. He, he loves everyone who's involved. Like, he's going to be at the golf outing. He's going to want to go around, say hi to every listener, say hi to every host. But I think what Rick said was, if Dave... Watching the sun bake All of those tourists covered with oil Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I think we had some technical difficulties there for a minute. We lost connection to the mothership in Madison. I think I got it back. We only got five minutes left, so hopefully it holds on. I think we lost connection there for a sec, but it looks like we're good. I'm not seeing any red flashing lights, not hearing any alarms. That's a good sign. All right, cool. We should be good for the last couple of minutes. 608-796-2558. Give me a call or a text. Still a few minutes left. And you can tweet me at Wisco Grant as well. I've been digging through my uh, my file folders here. I'm a very organized man. I, uh, it's a little bit of a joke, but I'm pretty organized. I keep all my, my little audio things labeled and in folders. I believe I got some more Jimmy Buffett. We'll have to give some a spin here at the end of the show. I have the song Domino College, which we already heard. I have Waiting for the Next Explosion, and I have One Particular Harbor. That might be our out song today. That is, that's a Mount Rushmore song. I tweeted at a listener, uh, one of our Madison listeners earlier uh, in the week, and it was for his Mount Rushmore of Jimmy Buffett songs. And I think he said One Particular Harbor, Brown Eyed Girl, good cover, does it well live. Trying to think of what else he tweeted. I would go Migration, Tim Cup Chalice, I'm big on A1A, and Havana Day Dreaming, Southern Cross, and yeah, that was my fourth. I, I think um, <laughs> I think the listener gave me five, and I'm like, well, wait, that's a Charles Barkley Mount Rushmore. I think there are four heads on Mount Rushmore. Really quickly before we wrap up the show, let's take a call, 608-796-2558. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? This is Jim. Jim, what's going on, Jim? I'm here, but I... 
I got, I got a quick story for you here, Oktoberfest. I love it. 19, 1972. Um, oh. Back then, it was uh, cars burning in the streets and whatnot. But I'm meeting some buddies at the old John's Bar down on 3rd Street. Yeah. And since then, it's been remodeled. But the old John's. So my friends didn't show up, and I went in there and had a beer. Bartender Ralph, of course, remembers everybody's name. Mm-hmm. And back then, they were, of course, serving beers in cups. And I finished my beer, and I walked out onto the stoop, which was right outside the door, mm-hmm. finished my beer, and set it up on the ledge. Needless to say, two Sparta deputies, one weighed about 250, the other about 300, said, hey, mister, uh, what you got in the glass? I said, well, I just finished my beer. So one of the cops took his finger, wrapped it around the rim of the beer, said, <clears throat> we got a problem here. Called the paddy wagon over, spent the night in jail. Had to call a buddy the next day for $38 bail money, for crying out loud. So back then, they weren't fooling around with <laughs> just, getting folks off that easy. Just because you brought it outside? Well, I just walked out on the stoop, and that was just, and I didn't even walk out on the street. There was just kind of like a five-foot yeah. you know, concrete stoop right outside the bar. There's still a little space. So these two, you uh, get uh, somebody selling hot well, dogs out there every once in a while, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I probably shouldn't have said, hey, Kojak, what seems to be the problem? I think that was probably uh, my problem. So, uh, uh, so I think I had to spend the night in the Huskow. But anyway, I'm in there with about 40 other guys. Some guy reaches in his underwear, if you will, and pulls out a baggie, and there seemed to be some weed in there. So he <laughs> passed it around the side of the jail, not to light it up, of course, but um, that was kind of the claim to fame back then. But that that's point. my story. Uh, yep. So uh, that was 72, 73, and uh, they weren't fooling around back then. So that's my story in jail. I think I got a record now in lacrosse, but um haven't had any run-ins since then so well you, you, uh, you have a good uh, good weekend enjoy <laughs> your concert and uh have a margarita or two yeah thank you jim and keep your nose clean okay so cops at one point in time we're not messing around during Oktoberfest. did he say i spent a night in the Huskow? <laughs> i think my sixth grade teacher used to use that expression and i'm gonna write it down right now this is another weird thing about me i told uh i told zach heilpern earlier today that typically in our friend group i'm the the mother of the group, that's the role I take on. I also write down expressions a lot. Like, I have post-it notes all over in front of me, and I'm going to write down Huskow, because that's a good one, uh, and I don't want to forget it. So thank you, Jim, for the story. That's the perfect way to end the show. I totally had a serious sports topic that I was going to talk about instead, but, you know, I, I didn't, uh, and that's and that's fine. Thanks, Jim, for the call. And the text will have to do this next year. Next year, Friday of the All-Star break, we'll start the show with the whiskeys, as we did tonight, and then we will tell stories about how we've ended up in jail. Uh, It'll be a good time. I look forward to it next week or next year. Uh, Can't come soon enough. Hey, enjoy the weekend. The Brewers are back. Corbin Burns tonight. Ben Kenny described this game as, I just don't see how they lose. So with that type of prediction, I'm feeling pretty good about the Brewers tonight. It'll be a wraparound series, so Monday night when we be back, we'll be talking about the first three games of Brewers, Rockies. Enjoy the weekend. Can't wait to be back on Monday at 4. I'll talk to you then.